John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey Kevin John Welcome to whatever episode number this is 29. I was going to say, I think it's 29. Wow, we're almost hitting 30. Yeah, yeah episode 29, and we are, ju- I mean, we'll, we'll just jump right in. The subject is movie trilogies. It is. We've had this one on the back burner for a while, mm-hmm. and I believe it started because at some point I mentioned the Mighty Ducks in an episode, unless yeah. unless you remember a different story. I think that was all it was, and I was like, that's my favorite trilogy so. of all time, right. and it was like, oh my gosh, we need to do an episode <laughs> on it. So I've already spoiled what I'm doing. I'm doing the Mighty Ducks, my favorite trilogy ever, which I can get a little more into, but what are you doing, John? I'm doing The Lord of the Rings. I, it's one of my favorite trilogies. I don't know if it's the favorite, but it's definitely up there. I mean, I asked Emily last night, I'm like, if there's already three movies out for a series, a franchise, mm-hmm. but there's a fourth one coming out, but it hasn't come out, is that considered a trilogy? Uh-huh. Is, is that true of Lord of the Rings? Is that what you're saying? No, That's, no. I, I, uh, I, was, just, I was originally thinking John Wick. Because they oh. were originally only going to do three three movies, but then they did a fourth, but it hasn't come out yet. Gotcha. Well, we'll stand by Emily's answer, but I, <laughs> I my answer would have been not until the movie drops. <laughs> like, so you you had a little bit more time. I, you know, it makes me think like because my one of my answers other than Mighty Ducks would be like Star Wars, but then I'm like, well. Right. They, there's technically nine of those movies. It's a, it's a trilogy of trilogies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't, you know, I would don't know if that would have been an acceptable choice. Yeah. Mighty Ducks, I think I stand by as like actually my favorite trilogy ever. And it's, there's a lot of nostalgia for me. You know, mm-hmm. I was a, a young kid when, when these movies came out. I know you've watched all of them too, right, John? Yep. You know, I chose the Mighty Ducks and then I, I sort of had a thought like, Maybe um, this is just more my nostalgia. This is more the kid in me. I'm going to watch these movies. And I, I went back and rewatched, and I am, mm-hmm. like, just as into them as ever. <laughs> and it's weird because I'm, like, almost into, like, the culture of them. Right. Meaning, like, I, 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 I like following what the characters did and what their backstories mm-hmm. are and seeing them progress throughout. There, there, is, a, there is a weird hero's journey within, with, within the trilogy, even though it's just a That's Disney true. movie about some kids who played hockey. And I got to tell you, John, I I, te- I sent you a text about this. I have been immersed in a world of Mighty Ducks. I've watched two of the three movies. I've been watching the new TV show, finally, um, that's on uh, Disney+. Plus. And mm-hmm. I also found a uh, a podcast, which I'll shout these guys out because I no, my normally my rule is don't promote other podcasts. But there's a podcast in case anybody else has an affinity for Mighty Ducks like I do. It's called the Quack Attack podcast, and they they're <laughs> apparently pretty. Uh, they seem like they have a pretty decent following. All that to say. I'm trying to bring it down a notch because I realize like not everybody listening to this is here for the Mighty Ducks. So <laughs> I'm going to try to keep That's it at true. a surface level as much as possible. But <laughs> as you can hear, I'm very excited to, to dig into the the story of I mean, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of doing the same thing today. While, while creating the quiz this morning, I was listening to the soundtracks to The Lord of the Rings. And then I'm like, <laughs> I've got nothing else to do today, so I'll just start watching the extended editions. <laughs> and I got halfway through the third movie before we had to start recording. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive to get basically what two two thirds of the movie's done, and then a little more. I don't know what is what is math three quarters, whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah. And you got the you got the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. And by the way, as I was walking up to the microphone to sit down, I literally had the Mighty Ducks song, the do 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 do. So that's how that's how it is into it. I tidy up before we go go any further with the show show. Tidy up before we go go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Yes, uh, our tidy up section where we uh, usually, the, the, the idea, it's funny because the idea behind this is that we clean up errors that we made and that is probably right. what we do least in this section. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. But it's what we've realized is we consider it a chance to do any kind of tidying up, which includes like mm -hmm. shout outs to people. I know you had a, we have a, we have a new patron. I'm going to let you we handle do. it, John. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, we, we've got a new patron just came in right before the new year and that is my grandmother, Jan. Yeah. Um, what was it? She, what's, what's her first name? Lois? Jan. Jan. Oh, is there a Lois involved somewhere too? That that's that's my mom. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so Grandma Jan. Yep, this is Grandma Jan. Woo! Um she became a patron and we very much appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I, I know that we just crossed the new year. And yes. and last year we were able to get half a year of podcasting in. So Kevin, this year I'm challenging you to a whole year. A whole year, fifty-two weeks. Yeah, yep. We can do it. We're and we're on episode twenty-nine. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's crazy. We're gonna be one of those podcasts where people find us and they scroll back and they're like, "There are way too many episodes on here. I don't know where to start." <laughs> that's what. That's our goal. Well, yeah. So I'll I'll extend my thank you to Grandma Jan and and I'll extend a thank. I believe she was one of these uh, thank yous that I she owe. Was. Uh, yeah, a second thank you to Grandma Jan and to many others, including your mom, Lois, and your Uncle Dale. And there's, I shouldn't have started naming actual names because I'm going to forget <laughs> them all. But these people all wish me a happy birthday via social media. And, and my big thank you goes out to John because he posted a picture. If you don't follow us on socials, we're at Lack of Genius. There's a picture of me literally, I'm basically kissing a wild deer. I was well, on and, and that picture was only on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. That, that was only on, on Instagram. Facebook. That's right. Oh my gosh. So that's just on Instagram. The rest are on Facebook where I, another thank you to John. So John posted these, this picture in these videos and said, Hey, it's Kevin's birthday. You all should wish him a happy birthday. And uh, you know, I don't talk about this a whole lot, but I'm not on any social media, so I don't see any of this. And he sends me screenshots of all the happy birthday wishes. It was so nice. I really felt loved. I, I'm not even joking. I was very uh, touched by you even posting that John. Um, John also posted a video that's on our YouTube page and on all our socials. I did, it's a, it's the Lack of Genius first ever unboxing video. And it's because John sent me a gift. And I was like, well, let me just set up a camera and unbox it. It's a, it's, it's spoiler alert, it's mini can jam, but uh, I would, I would the, the video tells the whole story. So you can go check that out. It's time to take a quiz or two. Lack of Genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it and what happens during quiz time, John? Uh, we quiz each other. We quiz each other. Yeah, there's nothing fancy to it. That's just that's <laughs> nope. literally there's the bread and butter, as I've called it before, of the uh, yeah. lack of genius podcast. If you are new to us, um, we literally quiz each other on one topic each every week as a way of 
proving the uh, the other's lack of genius and also just as a way mm-hmm. to learn about a cool subject. And so um, I'll be quizzing John on Mighty Ducks, the trilogy of the Mighty Ducks. And John, you're going to get us started with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, yeah? Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Heck yes. Let's go for it. Okay, so I figured we'd, we'd start off with uh, a question about dates. Oh, yes. Um, okay. And something that's interesting is, you know, I mentioned earlier that I've been watching all three movies on today. And those are all on HBO Max, which is a Warner Brothers thing. Mm. And they just released on the first a 20-year anniversary of Harry Potter thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But what year did the first of the three movies come out? 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah. It's, I mean, those choices don't... Uh... I would have told you early 2000s, so, <laughs> so you, you hit them all. <laughs> I don't know why 2002 comes to mind, but to be honest, 2002 kind of comes to mind for the second movie, and I don't know why that is, and maybe it's just because it's got a two at the end of it, and it's called The Two Towers, and it's the second movie. I think it's called The Two Towers. Yep, it is. And for some reason, I thought that one came out in 2002. I know, and again, I hope I'm not spoiling questions, but I know the third picture, which the name is escaping me right now, but I know that wins Best Picture when it comes out, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what year that was. I'm almost wanting to say that they came out every two years, 2000, 2002, and then 2004 is when they won the Best Picture Oscar. Uh, I don't know if that's right, but based on that logic, I'm going to say the first movie came out in 2000. Incorrect. I thought that might be. I almost spoiled the answer because I brought up the- The the Harry Potter. It's 2001. It was. Right. They, They came out, like both came out in December of 2001. Oh! Oh, see that. And, and um, so I was about to start going on a little rant of, you know, where's our 20th anniversary thing on HBO? <laughs> I know. I was like, why did he bring up Harry Potter? Okay. All right. So say, say that, say that again. 2002, 2001, 2001, December of 2001. Yeah. The first yeah. one comes out. So they spent just a little over a year from 99 to 2000 filming all three movies. Oh, that's right. I think I knew And then that. they released them once a year. Okay. That's pretty sweet. That's a pretty sweet deal. But yeah, so officially 20 years old. So I'm, I'm making sure I'm not about to spoil a question, but you know, you hear 20 years for Lord of the Rings. How about 30 years since the first <laughs> Mighty Ducks movie came out? That's not a question I'm asking you. 1992, right. the first one came out. So this is their 30th anniversary that we just stepped into. Um, I'll ask you the first question. We all know that uh, Emilio Estevez plays Gordon Bombay. Which of, that's the the head coach, which of the following actors was originally offered the role of Coach Gordon Bombay that was played by Emilio Estevez? Is it A, Charlie Sheen, B, Bill Murray, C, Rick Moranis, or D, Steve Martin? I feel like you put Charlie Sheen in there only because that's Emilio's brother. (laughs) Emilio! You ever see uh what what's uh Night at the Roxbury? Uh maybe. Every time I hear Emilio Estevez's name, because Will Farrell and Chris Catan, they do this thing. They always tell the story like, we were in line and you'll never guess who we saw. Emilio Estevez. And I was like, <laughs> Emilio! <laughs> the way he says it is so funny. I don't do it justice, but anyways, that was a callback to that. I, I kind of want to say Rick Moranis. Uh-huh. What's your thought process there? Like I I mean, he was really big then with you know the honey ice trunk the kids and, and things like that. And then I know he stepped out of acting to be a dad, I think after his wife died. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so I think that was, could have been around when uh, mighty ducks came out, but I'm not positive. So I'm just going to guess Rick Moranis. All right. Rick Moranis is your choice. John, mm-hmm. that is 
incorrect. I'm sorry. I was really proud of myself for putting Rick Moranis in. It actually was Charlie Sheen. Oh. He was offered the role first. He turned it down and later it, it went to his brother. I don't know if Charlie Sheen said, hey, you know, hire my brother instead uh, or what. Rick Moranis mm -hmm. was not involved in any way. I put that in because he was, yeah, very active at that time. He was uh, the coach on Little Giants. It kind of seemed like it would make sense that he would be considered for that. Yeah. Bill Murray, believe it or not, actually was considered for the role, but they deemed him <laughs> too old for it. Steve Martin is just connected to Bill Murray, so that's why I put him right. in there. Other notable um, casting choices that could have been differently. Joshua Jackson was uh, casted as Charlie, as, I was going to say Charlie Sheen, as Charlie Conway, who's the captain of the Ducks and kind of the main kid character. Originally, Jake Gyllenhaal got that role. And he, a, a young Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to be Charlie Conway, but his parents didn't want him to do it for whatever reason. So they took <laughs> him off. And um, probably the biggest name that also auditioned, but Joshua Jackson beat him out, is Leonardo DiCaprio. So just thought I'd share those fun facts. And I, and I do need to do a real-time tidy up. All right. Harry Potter came out the month before. Oh, uh, November. Did. I, it's so. weird because I actually kind of remember that. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, yeah. but uh, I had friends who were in high school and we went to, uh, I don't know if it was an opening, but we went to see the first movie mm -hmm. around and, and for some reason, November comes to mind. So yeah, mm -hmm. interesting. All right. Well, we're both 0 for 1 to start and uh, and then that's, uh, that's not good. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I mentioned the music this morning and Howard Shore uh, is the one who composed the music for all three Lord of the Rings. And I think he also did the one for the Hobbit trilogy as well. Oh. Um, but I need to double check that one. But before he, you know, composed the music for the movies, uh -huh. he was the musical director for what show in the 70s? The Bob Newhart Show, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, MASH, or Saturday Night Live? Very cool. I've never heard of Howard Shore, um, and I'm sure that a maybe you'll have some facts for him on on uh, for me on him. But I I will likely look him up because I become such a appreciator of music in movies and scores. But yeah, Bob Newhart, Mary Tyler Moore, Mash, or Saturday Night Live. I'll just tell you that Mash jumps out to me. I I just uh, it's interesting because the music for Lord of the Rings I think of as as super epic, right? And it is, yeah. I don't think of the MASH theme as very epic. In fact, I always thought, I think the piece of music is fine, but I always thought it was like a, such a lighthearted kind of sound for a show mm -hmm. about war, but it was also a comedy. So I, you know. Yeah, it was uh, satire. Yes, exactly. So that, so that does make sense. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I was already leaning towards MASH and the other ones would be kind of just a dartboard throw. So I'm going to choose MASH. I'm going to lock it in. It's actually Saturday Night Live. Yeah, uh, that he was, was the, the musical director from uh, seventy-five to eighty. Um, sure. Shortly after he got out of college, he hooked up with Lauren Michaels for Lauren Michaels, like Lauren Michaels show. He's the one that actually suggested the name Blues Brothers. No way. Yep. And, and he is another reason why I think John Williams is overrated as a composer. Oh yes, I did know that you think this. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why is that exactly? Um, in, well, this, so in this instance, I mean? For the three Lord of the Rings movies. Granted, you know, they're long movies, but you know the term leitmotif, right? Mm, yes, but no. What does it, it mean? It's basically a little short musical phrase that, that is used to denote, you know, a character or something like that. Think Imperial March for Darth Vader. Oh, you yes, know, yes, yes. Okay. Is, yeah. So just in the 
the three movies for Lord of the Rings, there's like 85 to 110 different late motifs. No way. You know, for the wow. Hobbits, there's there's one called Concerning Hobbits. There's one for the Fellowship, you know, the nine main characters as a whole. And that evidently is more than all of the Star Wars films put together. Wow. So he real y- your point being that he really went and got into the nitty gritty of it, did this, right. you know, really yeah. got detailed about identifying characters and, and right. I, I, I mean, and you can, you can, if once you re- know that, then you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Because whenever there's a Hobbit on a screen, you hear that concerning Hobbit theme. Got, yep. e- even if it's just a little short bit, you'll still hear that string, the strings there. Well, I know you did this for me, uh, and I bet you somebody else listening, next time we watch this, it's we're going to have new ears for it. We're going to notice, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah, there it is. What is, is it literally a late motif? L-A-T-E? L-E- yeah, L-E-I-T. L-E-I-T, late motif. And actually, that concerning Hobbit theme, which is, you know, the, the theme that you first hear when, you know, you see the Shire at the beginning of the first movie and stuff. Um, that's actually the song that M walked down to at our wedding. Oh my gosh, my heart is <laughs> melted. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is so sweet. What, what was the, what was, I mean, is it, is this a movie that she loves? Is, it, is that just a, a no, it, piece it of music she a, loves? I mean, it's actually one of my favorite themes from a movie. Okay. It, you know, it's just pizzicato strings. Like, it's just a very light-hearted... Oh. Not not in a fun, not lighthearted and funny, but just like kind of light, serene song. That, it sounds yeah. very ideal for walking down an aisle yeah. too, for kind of setting that sort of spring flavor of goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that is that. I'm so glad you told that. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say I don't recognize the theme. I don't hear the theme in my head immediately, but I guarantee if I went back and watched, it, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you would. Well, I'll tell you right now that Mighty Ducks does have some use of late motif. In fact, every time the character Dwayne, who's the cowboy from Austin plays, uh, anytime he's doing his little fancy, he's going, yeehaw, mm-hmm. yeehaw. They're playing a little, uh, and, and what I'm going to promise to yeah, promise to you right now, I'm going to walk down the aisle to that someday. <laughs> I'm going to take one out of Emily's book and take the Dwayne motif from Mighty Ducks two and three. Well, and, and, and the rest, like the rest of the wedding party, uh, walked down to the Jurassic park theme. <laughs> That's great. Oh so I can't, I can't say that John Williams isn't good. I just yeah. think he's overrated. I, okay, that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah there is because not, I, I mean he did write Jurassic Park. Yeah. So, um, all right, moving on. Mighty Ducks number two. Let me actually go off of this one. Um, so the filming of which Mighty Ducks movie was the first event ever held at the Arrowhead Pond, which is now called the Honda Center, which is the home of the professional Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, and now they're called the Anaheim Ducks. I know that was a confusing question, but this new this new facility, this new <laughs> ice rink opens up in Anaheim, the Arrowhead Pond. First ever event was the filming for which movie? Was it the Mighty Ducks, D2 the Mighty Ducks, or D3 the Mighty Ducks? One, two, or three. Does this spoil a question if I ask, if I clarification on D2 was the one where they um, went to the like the Goodwill games, right? That's correct. Yeah, that doesn't spoil a question. Yeah, yeah that is the one that that happens. Yes. I'm going to go with that one, D2. Okay, you're going to lock it in? Yep. John, good guess. That's correct. I figured if you kind of have seen the movies, you'd probably be able to piece this one together. Just to kind of fill in the blanks, yeah, the D2, the Mighty Ducks, the final 
game. Well, actually, let me kind of backtrack. The first Mighty Ducks is uh, peewee hockey. It only takes mm-hmm. place in Minnesota. It's kind of on a small scale. So they never play in like a big arena. They only play in the right. same local one in the Minnesota St. Paul area. The second one, they become Minneapolis, St. Paul. Minne- what did I say? Minnesota, St. Minnesota, Paul. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. <laughs> Paul. Thank you. The Twin Cities. The second one, they become uh, Team USA for the youth uh, Goodwill games. And they, spoiler alert, make it to the final round. And spoiler alert, they win. And those games take place in Los Angeles. And the final game literally in the movie and in real life takes place at the Arrowhead Pond. But it was literally the first thing ever filmed, ever, ever. <laughs> they hadn't held, held a game there, no concert. And yeah, and that just kind of brings me to it. Uh, and then I'll, I'll finish the thought that the third movie takes place where they all get scholarships to attend a an academy uh, as, mm-hmm. a, as the JV team. And their biggest rival is the varsity team. And I'll get more into that later. But as I mentioned, um, really the first movie prompted Disney to create a hockey team, the the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, who are now known as the Anaheim Ducks. And the fun thing that I learned is that Michael Eisner, who was the CEO and the president of of Walt Disney Company Mm -hmm. at the time, he, even as the first movie was coming out and didn't even know if it was a success yet, already had it on his mind that he wanted to bring a hockey team (laughs) to Anaheim. And so- That's cool. uh, Yeah, so when the second one came out, it was already sort of there as a, as what we'll call like a cross-promotional thing. It was a, right. yes, it was big for the movie, but it was also big for the new franchise. And I think, I know as a kid, I was, I'm not into hockey at all, even though I love <laughs> these movies, but um, I was excited when the Mighty Ducks became a real thing. So that was, uh, that was very cool for me to see. <laughs> all right. So what, I'm over two, right? You're one for yep. two? Wow. I all am. right. Okay. Well, let's keep and, going. And kind of in the same vein as your first question, mm-hmm. Boromir, who's played by Sean Bean, which immediately tells you that character is going to die. (laughs) Why, does he die in everything? Pretty much. Oh, that's funny. Um, Originally had this Bond actor audition for the role of Boromir. Oh, interesting. Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, Roger Miller, or Sean Connery. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I had to Google Sean Bean, and right when I see him, I'm like, oh, okay, I know who Boromir yeah. is now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Yes, uh-huh. Um, Which is funny, because I, I never became a Game of Thrones watcher. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll go back. But yeah, I do know culturally who he is from that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're, um, I got to reread the question here. But okay, so there was a Bond actor who auditioned for the role. Which one was yep. it? Okay, Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, Roger Miller, Sean Connery. I don't know why, as a kid... Maybe it was because Pierce Brosnan played, was in GoldenEye in 007. Mm-hmm. When I thought about a movie star, he was the face of a movie star right. for me. And he was in Mrs. Doubtfire. So I, I my, he was the guy. He was I in a lot of stuff. He is. I don't, would, I don't see him as being a Lord of the Rings kind of guy, though. But I don't know if Sean Connery. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. Daniel Craig seems like he'd be too young. Sean Connery seems like he'd be too old. So does Roger Miller. Pierce Brosnan seems like the right age, but doesn't seem to have, like I could see Sean Connery playing that role of Bormore. I couldn't see Pierce Brosnan doing it, but it does say auditioned for the role. Um, even though even though I don't see it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose Pierce Brosnan. I'm doing it. Ah, man, I'm off to a It was actually scene. Daniel Craig. It was Daniel Craig. Okay, so yep. he, yeah, that makes sense. I could see it. The development for the movie and everything was really long. Uh-huh. Um, and it actually switched studios. Like it was originally um 
uh, Miramax and Weinstein was like, yeah, we want this movie to just be one movie. And Peter Jackson was like, okay, <laughs> if it can be four hours long. Yeah. And Weinstein was like, no, it has to be like two and a half hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually it got moved over to new line cinema, which was like, yeah, we want it to be a trilogy. Okay. Um, but with all of that, you know, they, for like Gandalf, there's this just a Christopher Plummer or Sean Connery, which mm. evidently both declined. Morgan Freeman was mentioned. Wow. Richard Harris was, I guess in the running, but then Merrimax declined that or new line declined yeah. that. And he actually went on to play, um, Dumbledore. Oh. The first couple of Harry Potter movies before he died. So he, he still played an old bearded wizard. <laughs> yeah, he still got he still got a shot. Yeah. Some things are just meant to be. Yeah, like for Vigo Mortensen's character, evidently they looked into Daniel Day Lewis, uh Russell Crowe. Yeah, like there was just a bunch of big names. Uh now Vigo Mortensen has a tail, is that correct? Uh what do you mean? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure, unless I'm confusing people, I'm pretty sure Vigo Mortensen has has a tail (laughs) like meaning it's like uh an extended an extended spine and there's a little Mm. and now now i gotta google it yeah vigo mortensen tail uh does vigo mortensen have a tail (laughs) there's like if you if you google it you'll find oh a cleft is what it's called it's called a cleft it's Mm. like an extension just google some pictures i think there's like a love scene that he does and you can see it (laughs) and anyways there you go i'm I'm now spreading rumors about vigo mortensen you're welcome okay wow so i'm i i got some work to do i'm over three you are one for two going into question three about mighty ducks Mm -hmm. let's see how you fare here how many players this was a fun one for me to make how many players from the teams of the Mighty Duck trilogy <laughs> were also featured in Disney's film Heavyweights, which is what, definitely a classic. One of my favorites still holds up today. How many of the players from the Mighty Ducks trilogies were also in Heavyweights? Two, three, four, or five? And that's got Christopher Lloyd in it, right? Mm. No, that's Camp Nowhere. Yeah, you're thinking of Camp Nowhere. This is the one with Ben Stiller. He's the uh, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. villain. Uh, he's yeah, uh, Perkins. Uh, I can't think yeah. of his first name, but yeah, he takes over the camp and it becomes like a, a living hell for all the kids there. Isn't there a theory that that character then became the the Ben Stiller character from uh, Dodgeball? Yes, I've read. I think there's like a fan whatever. What do you, what do you call it? Fan yeah. theory that yeah, that that's where he wound up, which is so funny because they are very similar characters. I'm going to go with four. It's been too long since I've seen heavyweights that I can't. You can't like think individuals and try to figure it out. So you're just going to take a stab at four. Yeah. Yep. Okay, John, that is incorrect. Uh, Sorry, you're one off. It was three. The three are uh, the main character whose name is is, uh, Jerry. And that was played by Aaron Schwartz. And he was Dave in the first movie, Dave Karp. Um, He only appeared in the first movie. He was not in the second and third one. The other two that were in it, Kenan Thompson, who is arguably maybe the most famous uh, Mighty Mm -hmm. Duck kid, though there, you know, Joshua Jackson had a great career. Margaret Moreau, who uh, played Connie, she ended up starring in quite a few things. But Kenan Thompson has been famous my entire life, basically. Right. From, from all that to Mighty Ducks to Heavyweights and he, uh, Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. And then he got on SNL and he's like the longest running cast member on SNL. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was in Heavyweights. And then Goldberg from ah. the Mighty Ducks was all, he played Josh 
in heavyweights. His real name is Sean Weiss. If you, a few years ago, if you remember, if you Google him, there's some terrible pictures that come up of him because he got strongly addicted to drugs, to meth. And mm -hmm. um, there's a there's a terrible mugshot picture of him where he, I mean, he looks like a decrepit 80-year-old man. It's very sad. But I'm happy to report that my research shows me that he is like, nine months sober or something like that, maybe more. He he like lost his teeth and he got uh, teeth implants and he's putting on weight and he looks healthy and happy. I don't know about happy. I, I assume, I hope he's doing well. Just wanted to acknowledge that. A quick little thing about this movie, about this question though. I had to specifically say that it was players from the teams because the woman who plays the camp nurse in Heavyweights and mm -hmm. also is the love interest of the main dude, Pat. Her name is Leah Lale. She also she makes an appearance in D two. She's <laughs> at the she's at a fancy party. She's a she's a waitress. Um, so she was in that movie. Also, that movie Heavyweights was written was directed by the writer of oh. all three Mighty Duck movies, Steve Brill, who also, one last fact that I'll share is that he has a cameo in all three Mighty Ducks movies. So he's the director of Heavyweights, but he's the writer of Mighty Ducks. And in the first movie, he shows up as the lawyer that goes against Gordon Bombay. In the second movie, he is a celebrity at a party. And in the third movie, he's a carnival attendant at the Mall of America. So he appears in all three Mighty Duck movies. And there's my overflow of facts because I've been consuming nothing but Mighty Ducks for the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, uh, you're two for three. I'm one for three. You got the lead, but we're going into question four. I thought I only, I thought I was one for three. Oh, are you? Was, was the answer four? No, it was three, but you got the first, no, you got, oh yeah, you're right. You are one for three. Oh my gosh. I, but I'm over, yeah. I'm over three. Am I right on that? God, I'm all over the place. Yes. Got it. I just knew you were winning. So you're one for three. I'm over three. <laughs> Thank you, John. Good time. Good real time tidy up. Yeah. So, you know. You and I were, were, were talking earlier today about how, you know, you thought I could only get through the two movies, and I'm like, it's possible I could get through the three mm -hmm. uh, extended. The three movies' total extended running time is 686 minutes, <laughs> which is equal to 11 hours and 26 minutes. Okay. The normal is like nine hours in some, like what was in theaters. So okay. if I watched the non-extended, I would have made it. But you went for the extended, um, which was, what'd you say, 11 hours and 26 minutes? Yeah. It's wow. like an additional two hours of stuff. Wow, wow, wow. Over all three movies. Uh-huh. So I put that in there just so as a, so you you know, you can think about this. How many feet of 35 millimeter film was used to, to shoot all three movies? Mm. Six billion, six million, mm. six thousand, or six hundred? Mm. Is that enough to get to the moon and back is my question, <laughs> which is a callback to our tinsel uh, fact yeah. from the Christmas episode. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of logic I could use here based on mathematics, because if you figure, okay, how much, uh, how many, uh, my point is I'm not going to be able to use math. I'm sure there's a way that I could if I thought, okay, for every minute of film, you use X amount of 35 millimeter film. The theme of the choices is six. It's either six billion, six million, six thousand, or six hundred. I don't believe it's the latter two. I don't believe it's six thousand or six hundred. I I'm very tempted to go big. God, the jump from six million to six billion is huge, though. Did it really takes six billion feet of thirty-five millimeter film. Let's find out. I'm locking it in. I'm saying six billion. Oh, I got greedy. You're close. 
six million. It was six million. I, yeah. I, I even as I, that's why I was saying it. I was like, that's a lot of film up, but six million is very impressive. Yeah. Or 1,828 kilometers. Yeah, it got cut down to 11 and a half hours total. But I mean, you got to think about everything else that got cut out, you know. Oh, mighty impressive. That's a lot of 35 millimeter film. It is. I have, uh, let's see if I can do this right. I am now one for four. No, I'm 0 for four. I haven't gotten a yep. single one right. Oh my gosh. This is not looking good for our hero. <laughs> Uh, John, you may be the hero here. You're one for three going into question yeah. four, and here it is, and it's a true or false. Oh, man, I'm not going to spoil the last question yet, but I'll tell you right now, the last two questions you got a 50-50 shot on, so things are not looking good for me at all. <laughs> true or false, John, Emilio Estevez received no pay for his role in D3, The Mighty Ducks. Is that true or is that false? I'm guessing true because he wasn't really in the third movie. I think he was like at the very beginning and that was it. And I could see him as just, just appearing to appear. Mm. So. So you're going to say true. I'm going to say true. That is correct, John. Yep. You're right. He was hardly in the movie. He did not. He was not the head coach in D3. He has 20 minutes total of screen time and in fact filmed all of his scenes in one week. He's He is throughout the movie. He comes in at the beginning to break the news to Charlie that he's not going to be their coach. He then comes in again. Uh, the third movie's premise is that the kids all get a scholarship for Eaton Hall. I I'm, I'm, can't remember if that is the name of the... Anyways, it's for a prestigious academy and they get a scholarship so that they become the entire JV team. Um, and they get a new coach. And that's one of the conflicts of the film is that this new coach is very, uh, he's just not very fun. He's very by the mm -hmm. books. He's very strict. And so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of tension between him and the players. Um, Emilio Estevez comes back because the character Han passes away. And so he comes right. to his funeral and then he also shows up. It, this is, this scene ended up playing a little bit funny as an adult, but he shows up because they take away all of the kids' scholarships. And so they have a, a hearing with the board to plead their case. And then Gordon Bombay walks in because he used to be a lawyer in the first one mm -hmm. and drops down some lawyer knowledge and basically threatens them <laughs> with a lawsuit and the board revokes their decision. So he comes in and saves the day there. But here's right. the uh, behind the scenes stuff that you that is pertinent to this question. Emilio Estevez, I, I don't think wanted to do a third Mighty Ducks. And, and so I think some of the other cast didn't either. And so in return for his 20 minutes of screen time, Disney funded his passion project, which was a, a film called The War at Home, which I'm not familiar with, but it's a well, it, star, it stars Estevez. He's a Vietnam uh, vet who suffers from PTSD and has trouble adjusting back to real life. Uh, Kathy Bates is in it. Martin Sheen is in it as well. It didn't <laughs> do all that great at the box office, though my understanding is it is actually a pretty good movie. But he got to make his passion project in exchange for doing Mighty Ducks 3 for free which I think is pretty cool. My last thought that I'll share about D3 is that as a kid, I remember how disappointing D3 was to me because they just won the world goodwill games. They just, they literally proved that they were the best team in the world. Right. And now their foe is the varsity team. Like that seems like such a right. step down. But when I was able to watch it through adult eyes, it's kind of like, oh, that is a pretty big deal that they got scholarships to the school and then mm -hmm. they're taking on these, you know, they're 14 or whatever. And they're taking on these 17 year old dudes like that's right. I don't know. It had its moments, but D3 still remains my least favorite of, of the three movies. I think D2 is probably my all time favorite D2, D1, then D3. But D2 and D1 are pretty mm -hmm. closely tied for me. 
So I, I, I realized I didn't do a true false question for you this week. Oh, see, I gave you two 50-50 choices. Right. <laughs> and I got I none. I did give you a question that has nine possible answers. Oh my gosh. And this is, okay, this is the last one. And by the way, for our purposes, I have to get this right if I want a chance to even tie, right? Or no, no because I got two. You already won. Oh man, yeah. damn. I'm, I'm so off my game today. It's because my dog <laughs> has been, cho- I don't know if you've noticed me in the background. I'm going to blame my dog, but he is go- he's, he's finally lying down again. <laughs> I'm no longer distracted. So give me, give me my question with nine choices so I can see if I can get one right. So I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. There, there's nine main members of the fellowship. You know, you've yeah. got the four hobbits, you got Gandalf, you've got uh-huh. Aragorn, you know, Boromir, uh-huh. Gimli, you know, the dwarf, and then Legolas, the elf. You know, everyone drooled over Orlando Bloom. Yes, yes. Of the original nine members of that fellowship, which actor was the tallest? Wow. Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, Orlando Bloom, Sean Bean, Ian McKellen, John Reese Davies, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, or Vigo Mortensen? I'm going to take this opportunity because I'm 0 for 4 and I'm having a potential of going 0 for 5 and having my self-esteem hit very hard to brag that I was once told that I looked like Orlando Bloom. And that was the <laughs> peak of my life. And and just for reference, because if you see me now, I don't know that Orlando right. Bloom is what comes to mind. But in college, I had long hair. Uh, so very, very, and my hair is very curly, actually, when it grows long. And mm-hmm. I had, I think, before I had the mustache, I had just sort of like a little bit of a, like a, a pencil-y sort of facial hair right. that apparently looked like Orlando Bloom. I didn't see it, but I took the compliment. And now that I'm an old man, I'm like, yeah, when I was in my 20s, <laughs> in my early 20s, I looked like Orlando Bloom. I'm wondering if this is the the reason that you put this as a question is because maybe it's one of these characters who is very short in the movie. And the characters who are short in the movie would be Elijah Wood and Sean Astin, I know for sure, because they were hobbits. And Dominique Monaghan, Monaghan was an, oh no, he was also a hobbit. Yeah. And I know, I know that name specifically because I love Lost and he was in Lost. And it's funny because I only knew him as the, I remember when he was in Lost, I was like, oh, he's, he's always going to be the Lord of the Rings guy. And now I know him as, as, <laughs> as Charlie from Lost. I, I, I'm, I'm between Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. I'm going to say that. I think of Sean Astin as kind of short. And is that because he played a freaking Hobbit? Is that the only, and because he played Rudy, the little guy. I'm going to choose Elijah Wood. I'm locking it in. That is... It's actually John Reese Davies. It wasn't. Is he the guy who played the other uh, Hobbit or no? Did nope. he, who who does he play? Uh, he he played Gimli, the dwarf. So not the oh, shortest. Yes. Not the tallest. I forgot about him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What, what's or it, John Reese Davies? Know him. Yeah, you might also know him from Indiana Jones. It, do I? I don't. I don't know if I do. He he's the guy um, that helps Indy in Egypt. I am not super clear on my Indiana Jones knowledge. I'll be completely honest. So I don't know if I, yeah, I've seen all the movies, but I don't have a, fo- a super photographic memory of that, of that right. film series. Yeah. He's the one that normally was like wearing all white with like a Panama hat. Oh, but, got it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yes. And it's funny yeah. because I just Googled John Reese and the first thing that comes up mm-hmm. is John Reese Davies height. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, he's six a, one. He's six but one. He, he, yeah. But he's not actually the tallest in the movies of all the actors in the movies. I think that's actually Chris Plummer. Okay, got um, it. Christopher Plummer. Uh, he was 6'5". <laughs> got it. Uh, he played Sauron, the, the the wizard that turns bad. Uh, but you would beat all of them, John. 
<laughs> right? You, you would win. We got to get you yeah. casted next time. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, and this actually, this question, came, I had a different question for the last one, but this uh, one actually came about because of watching the movies. Gimli is the one that I, 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 I love that character because one, he's got a fantastic beard yeah. and everything, but he provides a lot of humor. I was going to say, he's very funny. That's my memory yeah. of his character. In the third movie, like, you know, Aragorn and Legolas are going into this cave and, and Gimli's just like, you know, this can't be the first time that an elf goes underground and a dwarf won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so then he goes in. Okay, John, last question of Mighty Ducks, where I, yep. I think this is my, this was my first 0 for 5 showing. I'm not 100% sure of that, but uh, you won this episode number five. I told you it was a 50-50. I told you, yeah, I broke your losing streak and my winning streak. It was a 50-50 question because you were choosing between the two Bash brothers. If you recall, there mm -hmm. were two characters who were the Bash brothers. They were the enforcers on the ice. Uh, which of the Bash brothers of the Mighty Ducks is now a director of a treatment center in Malibu? He's a California licensed marriage and family therapist, and he's married to singer Adina Menzel. Uh, which one is it? Is it Fulton Reed? Or Dean Porter, and and if you don't know these characters, this is up on the website. Fulton Reed was the one with long hair. He was in the first movie. Dean Porter is the one who came in at the second movie and had the short hair and roughed everybody up. I'm trying to remember if I've, I've seen them in anything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just going to take a stab and go with Dean Porter. You're going to choose Dean Porter is the one who's yep. married to Adina Menzel and now is uh, working mm -hmm. at a treatment center in Malibu. Uh, John, that is correct. Nicely hey, done. You, what'd you end up? Three for five? Yeah. Pretty good, man. Yeah. So I was watching D3 and Dean Porter's character who shows up in D2 and is in the whole movie. He doesn't show up mm -hmm. in D3 till the end. Spoiler alert. He comes in at the end of the game because they need an enforcer and he, he walks in the locker room and he's reading a thing and he says, you are officially awarded a scholarship for, and, and so he comes in and saves the day. And I was watching him and I was like, you know what? This kid is a good actor. He's funny. He's a pretty good looking dude. Like what became of him? And so I looked mm -hmm. him up and like the first things that come up is that he's married to Adina Menzel. They got married in 2017. And I think mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive and admirable that he is uh he's an lmft a, a, a licensed marriage and family therapist and he's the clinical director of a treatment center which is pretty hard uh, place to get to and probably does a lot of work for i know he does a lot of work in in addiction therapy and um so kudos to him and i'll quickly uh fill in the blanks on fulton reed who is played by an actor named eldon henson who you probably have seen in things john he was I remember he was in The Butterfly Effect. That's the movie I remember him from. But he was also in the first two Hunger Games movies. I forget which character he played. He was in Daredevil, the Netflix show. He also is one of five of the Mighty Ducks characters who shows up in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers TV series. So he shows right. up as an adult. And a fun fact about him, his name is Eldon Henson. But in the first movie, he was credited as Eldon Ryan Ratliff. And the reason, for some reason, I don't know the reason, but his real life true brother is the character Guy. It's spelled Guy, G-U-Y, but pronounced Guy uh -huh. in Mighty Ducks. And um, it's his real life younger brother. And for some reason, I don't, maybe they lied about that or it was, I, I really don't know. But it's so funny because if you look these guys up, they do look alike and they're both blondes naturally. So if you look up... Uh, Eldon Henson, who played Fulton Reed now, he's he's a blonde mm -hmm. dude with a beard, and they had to dye his hair black to play Fulton Reed. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, that was that was my fun fact of the day that I when I realized that Gee and Fulton Reed are brothers in real life. That was like my <laughs> my mind exploded moment. So, 
Oh man, John, I am I am disappointed in my 0 for three, but I gotta tell you. You mean you're 0 for 5? 0 for 5? Yeah, God, I'm trying to... I, I don't know why I'm so off. You know why I'm so off, other than the dog excuse that I'm using, is because I have filled my brain with so much Mighty Duck stuff that I think it just pushed everything else out. <laughs> I I have just been overflowing. I haven't been able to stop listening to the Quack Attack podcast. I'm watching the show. I am all about... I want to get a Mighty Ducks jersey now. So as a result, John, I'm going to blame it. I'm going to blame my my lack of genius on that. Nah, it happens. Or maybe I should just ju- just give you credit for being amazing and winning that episode. Good job. I try. <laughs> you did great. Well, I hope uh, you, the listener, have walked away with some mm-hmm. uh, some fun fact about either Lord of the Rings or Mighty Ducks. Or uh, and if you ever want to talk Mighty Ducks, I am always down. I'll tell you right now. I could probably start a. I could start my own podcast about Mighty Ducks. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll tweet at those guys and try to get a guest spot on their podcast. Well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not a Mighty Ducks expert, but I am a huge fan. And so maybe maybe they have a spot for me. Um, all right, John, we are stepping into the new year, right? It's nice to do mm-hmm. get this first episode under our belt and looking forward to coming back next week with you. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars from Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. Uh, now, Vigo Mortensen has a tail, is that correct?